From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, People Power Party interim leader Han Dong-un vows to implement reforms he put forth ahead of the upcoming general elections, while Democratic Party Chair Lee Jae-myung reaffirms a push to launch a pan-opposition proportional representation party. In response to doctors' groups threatening collective action, the government holds a meeting with teaching hospitals across the country. And South Korea plans to set aside 13.8 trillion won, or around $10.3 billion, for loans to developing countries. This is KBS World Radio News Center. I'm Daniel Che. Han Dong-un, interim leader of the ruling People Power Party, says he will ensure the implementation of a set of political reforms he put forth ahead of April's general elections in a bid to secure election victory. Lee Jae-myung, head of the main opposition Democratic Party, meanwhile reaffirmed the push to launch a pan-opposition proportional representation party. Yoon So-yang reports. Ruling People Power Party interim leader Han Dong-un expressed his intent to undertake political reforms and to declare a victory in April's general elections. At a public debate hosted by Kwanhun Club on Wednesday, Han pledged to realize proposed reforms, such as having lawmakers lay down their privileges, stressing that he wants to become the one that lays the straw that broke the camel's back. Asked about a possible bid for presidency, Han said he intends to focus on the upcoming general elections and that he is currently not thinking about what will come afterwards. On the other side of the political aisle, main opposition Democratic Party leader Lee Jae-myung apologized again amid criticism over his proposal to launch a pan-opposition proportional representation party ahead of April's elections. At a Supreme Council meeting, Lee said despite criticism that the proposed party would serve as a satellite party, it is the only way to respond to the ruling side's foul play and evasion of the law, which incapacitates the semi-mixed member proportional electoral system through its own satellite party. Meanwhile, the PPP, which called on five-term Representative Seo Byung-soo and three-term Representative Kim Tae-ho to help the ruling party reclaim districts along the Nakdong River Belt, also requested three-term Representative Cho Hye-jin to seek a term in Kim Hye-a or Kim Hye-bi district. The DP, for its part, announced the outcome of its second round of nomination reviews, where 24 constituencies have been finalized to put forth a single candidate from outside the assembly. Beyond the realm of the two major parties, former PPP leader Lee Jun-suk's new reform party, former DP leader Lee Nagyeon's new future party, former DP representative Kim Tae-sup's new choice group, and the DP defector group's principal and common sense group held a roundtable on Wednesday for talks on joint election nominations. Yoon Soo-hyang, KBS World, Radio News. Police on Wednesday opened situation rooms nationwide to investigate possible election irregularities or interference such as the use of defake content ahead of the April 10th general elections. National Police Agency Commissioner General Yoon Hee-gun said on the day that the 278 around-the-clock situation rooms will be used to crack down on five major offenses that seriously violate fairness in elections. The five major offenses it aims to target are bribery, dissemination of false information, election intervention by public officials, violence during elections, and mobilization of illegal groups. The government has been cracking down on misuse of deep fakes with a revision to the Public Official Election Act putting a 90-day ban on use of AI-generated deep fakes during the election season. After the announcement of the expansion of the medical school admissions quota, doctors' groups have threatened collective action leading the government to immediately respond by holding a meeting with teaching hospitals across the country. The Minister of Health and Welfare on Wednesday held a virtual meeting presided by Health Minister Cho Gyu-hong, 
with the heads of 221 teaching hospitals across the nation, including university hospitals that train residents. This meeting was held to discuss response measures with teaching hospitals in case of a mass strike by members of the medical community, with the ministry requesting teaching hospitals to actively cooperate in responding to a resident strike. It requested the medical residents be properly supervised and that an emergency care system can be established so that essential care services such as emergency rooms, intensive care units, and operating rooms can be maintained. South Korea plans to set aside 13.8 trillion won, or around 10.3 billion dollars, for loans to developing countries to fund various projects over the next three years. The government announced the plan on Wednesday in a meeting to discuss ways to operate the Economic Development Cooperation Fund from 2024 to 2026. Under the EDCF, the government plans to approve 4.5 trillion won worth of new projects this year. 4.6 trillion won and 4.7 trillion won in 2025 and 2026, respectively, making a total of 13.8 trillion won. Of these approved funds, the government expects to spend 6.5 trillion won on the execution of these projects over the three years, aiming to emerge as the world's tenth largest contributor in global development aid by 2026. Finance Minister Choi Sang-mok said that the government will use to increase funds to contribute to realizing global values, as well as enhance national interests by promoting economic cooperation with developing countries and stabilizing supply chains. Russia has reportedly allowed the release of millions of dollars in frozen North Korean assets and may be helping the North with access to international banking networks, quoting American allied intelligence officials. The New York Times reported on Tuesday that Russia allowed the release of nine million dollars out of thirty million dollars in North Korean assets frozen in a Russian bank. The officials reportedly said that North Korea intends to use the release funds to purchase crude oil. The officials also claimed that a North Korean front company opened an account recently at a different Russian bank in the Georgian breakaway region of South Ossetia. Which is seen as evidence that Russia is helping North Korea avoid UN sanctions, blocking the North's access to international financial networks. The New York Times said that although it is unclear whether Russia provided military technology to North Korea in return, such financial transactions are another sign of the continued development of relations between the two nations. South Korea has secured a 3.2 billion dollar deal to export a mid-range surface-to-air missile defense system to Saudi Arabia. The defense ministries of the two nations announced on Tuesday that South Korean defense firm LIG Next One had signed a contract with the Saudi Defense Ministry in November to export 10 batteries of the Chungung M Sam II to the Middle Eastern nation. The deal was made public after talks to boost arms industry ties were held between the defense ministers of the two nations in Riyadh on Sunday. On the sidelines of the World Defense Show, the deal marks LIG Nexus One's second overseas sales of the Chungung II, following a deal with the United Arab Emirates in January 2022. An appellate court on Wednesday ordered the state to pay compensation to survivors of the deadly 2014 sinking of the Sewol ferry and their family members, maintaining a lower court's decision to hold the state accountable for the tragedy. The Seoul High Court ruled partially in favor of the 55 survivors and their families, ordering compensation to be paid out by the state and Chungjin Marine, the shipping company that owned the Seoul, to pay 80 million won, 
or around $60,000 each to most of the survivors. The court acknowledged the initial trial's compensation ruling, but also increased the amount by 2.2 million won, or over $1,600, to 40 million won, or around $30,000 each. This year's Lunar New Year holidays are unlikely to see a cold snap, but some parts are expected to witness snow or rain on New Year's Day on Saturday. According to the Korea Meteorological Administration on Wednesday, the holidays, which will run from this Friday to next Monday, will mostly see sunny skies and temperatures similar to or slightly higher than previous years. The agency forecasts light snow or rain for the northern parts of Gyeonggi Province, the Chungcheong and Jeolla Provinces, as well as Jeju Island from the afternoon of the day of the Lunar New Year on Saturday to Sunday morning. The agency stressed the need for drivers to look out for icy roads when they travel back to Seoul from their hometowns during the holidays. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. This has been Daniel Chen.